Wow. Honestly, I don't even know where to begin this episode because so much has happened these past few weeks that, you know, you're not aware of. And I'm going to shed light on all that. Um, these past few weeks has been a whirlwind of a mental health battle. And, you know, the last episode that you listened to was me talking about George Floyd and my perspective. But what you don't know is that, you know, a week later, um, I put out a video on YouTube showing that I cussed out my boss, I cussed out the CEO, said, called them bad names, quit my job. I recently went to the psychiatric ward for five days. And after that, I've changed my who I am and rebranded my whole entire YouTube channel. And honestly, I'm a new person. But it's easier to say that, right? I want to give you context on exactly what happened because as you know, I don't hold back. Whether it's good, it's bad, or ugly, I show you everything because at the end of the day, I am human just like you. So this is what happened. A week after George Floyd's death, at my job, I was starting to get a different vibe from everyone. And without going into details, overall, I became so irate and so upset and hate and anger filled my heart so much so that after hearing, you know, tons of belittling comments or demeaning comments from, you know, the CEO, it, I had enough. And I had a meltdown. Yes, I had an actual meltdown of me just literally yelling of pure anger, crying because of George Floyd, crying because of years of racism I personally have dealt with, being called the N-word, being, you know, not let into certain clubs because of because of my hair. And black people will call me Oreo and white people saying I'm not black because I'm articulate, right? Like all these things just came to a point and I mentally, without even knowing it, said enough was enough and it came out. It came out. How many of us have experienced holding in something that we feel, but feeling like we can't say it to anyone? That's how I felt. And after that experience, after quitting my job, a day later, you know, I had so many people worried about me. I went online and did a live stream talking about a new concept I created called 50.1 that helps people not choose suicide and helps people find their purpose and find their own self-worth, but I wasn't okay. Even though I was putting out content and, you know, I was trying to bring about positive change in this world, I was not okay. Earlier in my life, when I was 24 years old, and I'm not, if you don't know the story, I got to make sure I give you context here. When I was 24 years old, I attempted suicide. I tried to kill myself. That happened. Okay. And years later, here we are at 26. Now I'm 27. Here we are. And not only did I hate myself to the most extreme when I was 24, right? And attempting suicide. I hated the CEO of the company so much that one day when I was in my apartment by myself, I was watching the video of you know me yelling at my boss and yelling at the company, and all of a sudden, I started shaking uncontrollably. I'm talking about vigorously shaking and crying and clenching my fist, and in my mind, I saw red, 
And I thought to myself, I want to kill him, right? Like, I want to kill the CEO. Like, that's legit how much anger and hurt and pain I had just kept inside. And I shook for 10 seconds. And then after that, I said, calm down, calm down. Like, you know, what are you doing? Calm down. After that moment, I realized for the first time in my life that I have experienced both extremes. I have experienced hating myself so much that I actually try to kill myself and mentally hating someone else so much that I felt like I had the desire to kill them. Now, I say this all openly because I want you to know that once you, once you experience that, you are not the same person. There's no way you can look at that moment and if you are rational, right, and you're trying to learn how to get through something, you have to analyze it and really ask yourself, why the heck did I do that? Why am I feeling this way? What the heck has happened? After that, I realized I was not okay. Even though I didn't hate myself and I didn't deal with depression, right? Like I wasn't depressed and hating life and things like that. I was still mentally unstable. I still had bad mental health issues because when you have major depressive disorder and generalized anxiety disorder and you go through that type of experience, guess what? Even though you may feel like you're okay, you're not. And even though everyone else was suggesting I go to the hospital, I I just I I didn't I didn't go. I didn't go. But after that moment I went. So actually I did I still didn't go. Excuse me. I just made a mistake there. I still did not go. And then after learning this 50.1 method, I tried to explain it to my girlfriend and I started to talk to everyone about it. But I had so much hate in my heart that one night when I was trying to explain it to my girlfriend, I started yelling. And I started saying things like, you know, suicide is not the answer, but if I was about to commit suicide right now, wouldn't that give a certain perspective to people? Like, I came from a standpoint of understanding and having zero intention of killing myself, but what I was saying was so just irrational, so out of my character that she was worried and she called her friend and her friend came over and I started to yell even more and all of a sudden, some neighbors called the cops and all of a sudden the cops were at the apartment. And then, you know, I said, hey, I will not move. I'll stay right here. I will not move. I promise you. I'm not trying to kill myself. I just want you to understand a concept that I created that I know will end world suicide. And, you know, them not knowing who I was gave them even more fear. And they ripped me out of that apartment. They pulled me out of that apartment against my will, by the way. They pulled me out of it put me in the back of their cop car. They carried me. Like when I say carried me, I mean, I was handcuffed, hands behind my back. They all, all four officers picked me up off the ground, carried me to the back of their cop car. And then I went to the psychiatric ward. That is how I ended up there. The reason why I am able to openly say all this before I continue this story, because obviously it's not over. I'm going to tell you about what happened in the psychiatric center that helped me change my perspective of myself, helped me love myself and love every human on this planet. But before getting there, I want to tell you this. If you are struggling with your own mental health, if you feel like you're dealing with depression, anxiety, you know, sadness, right, or hating who you are, hating where you are in life, then get professional help. Stop putting it off. 
just because you're scared or you don't think you have enough money or whatever, go get the help because until you get help, you're just, you know, if it worked already, then you wouldn't even be listening to this episode. Like if it worked already, you wouldn't be crying. You wouldn't be depressed. You wouldn't be as sad as often as you are now. So stop it and get professional help, please. I want you to not commit suicide. I want you to not be depressed. I want you to not feel sad. So please get the help. Now, when I went to the psychiatric center, this was the best thing for me. And honestly, the worst. Uh, let's start with the negatives and then I'll end with nothing but positives after everything I tell you. When I walked in there, you know, I was already taking uh, medication for my, my mental health. But in this particular psychiatric ward, and I will not point them out, but they were giving people medication without even telling them what the heck it was. And I was one of those people, right? Two days, I didn't get any of my hospital records pulled up. And after two days, I still wasn't taking any medication, right? And I was like, why am I still here? Like, why am I stuck here? And they were like, well, you're not taking any medication. I was like, well, hey, like, I do take medication. It's at my house. Right now, you're trying to give me something that I don't even know what it is. But I ended up taking it anyways because I wanted to leave so bad. And this caused me to experience schizophrenia. I was taking medication that made me hear voices and it made me see things that weren't there. And I was so upset. And my girlfriend, you know, calling me in a psychiatric ward because she wasn't allowed to visit, talking to my parents. It was an experience, y'all, being there day after day without my cell phone, without my clothes, without watching what I wanted to watch, without being able to go outside when I wanted to go outside. It was not easy. But here goes nothing but positives from here on out. For the rest of this podcast episode, I'm going to say nothing to you but positive love and energy. Here we go. While I was there, I met some of the best people in life, people that had narcissist disorder, people that had generalized anxiety disorder, schizophrenia, and they showed me that the world deems people, like these people were seen as crazy in the eyes of the world, right? But they were so understanding of what's going on with the world that love was the answer to everything. For example, Joseph, um, he is a person that he didn't tell me his mental illness, but um, he he would play music and drums, uh, imaginary drums and music all the time, right? Like we'd be watching TV or like walking down the hallway and he would just break out with imaginary drums, right? And he was so awesome because he is trying to build a technology to give everyone like a human light. Uh, I mean, give everyone light and energy in the form of nanotechnology, right? And he was like, I just wish that the whole world love each other and that everyone just has positive energy at their hands whenever they need it. And I was like, Joseph, you are awesome. One time I, I sat down with him and started playing imaginary drums with him and I loved it. Another person, I forgot his name, I'm sorry. But he has schizophrenia and he hears voices that other people were like, you, you know, they're not there. But he hears those voices and he said, what is wrong with hearing voices? We all talk to ourselves. We all, you know, either give ourselves positive self-talk or negative self-talk. Isn't that a voice? And I was like, he's so right. He is so right. 
And then lastly, even though there's tons of other examples, lastly, there was this guy who had narcissist disorder and he talked to me and he was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I hate myself because I always feel like I'm right. I always feel like it only matters about me. And I, he's like, I hate that about myself. I said, why? Why do you hate yourself? Because you're trying to, you know, you, you're dealing with a mental illness that makes you feel as though only you're right and only you matter. But if that was the case, you would never have expressed to me in the first place that you love me, right? If, if your mental health was that bad, right, you would never have had this conversation with me in the first place. So after five days, I just did life coaching. I coached every single person in there. I talked to the staff. I love everyone. Even though they don't go about the best procedures, I still love them. And from that experience, I learned a few things. One, um, as they said, I am going to become president of the United States. <laughs> I'm going to be running for office one day. Two, um, I am a change maker and life coach full time now. You know, now my passion for helping you is more abundant and stronger than ever. You know, during this time, I have been working on something called the 50.1 method. And this came after hours, and I mean hours, of coaching people inside the psychiatric ward and outside the psychiatric ward about this mathematic equation that equals the end of world suicide, that equals 100% human energy. And that sounds crazy. That's okay. I don't, I don't need you to you know, think of me as a person that's crazy or not crazy or black, white, green, red, orange, whatever. I want you to just hear this. You are not alone. You are not alone. You are loved. I love you. And I know that no matter what the world is going through right now, that if we don't just stop and listen to each other, then we will all end up hurting each other and ourselves. If you're not willing to listen to me or someone else that dealt with drugs before or alcoholism or self-hate, you know, um, for example, you know, I, I'm not going to say anything negative. I said I wouldn't. But if you don't allow people like that to voice their opinion about the pain that they're going through, then how can you really help them? How can you really know how they feel? So this whole entire experience has taught me that I love myself. I love my mental health. I love my major depressive disorder and generalized anxiety disorder because it is a part of who I am. I am trigger proof, not trigger less. Okay, we all get triggered. But it's how we handle those triggers that matters most. So this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm going to be moving forward with. Here is the final update upon this whole entire life journey that I feel like I just went through and made it on the other side. Okay, here we go. My name is Emmanuel Jones. I am a full-time change maker and life coach. I create mathematic equations that allows people to love themselves, to understand their own suicidal thoughts, to understand their own feelings and, and why they are the way they are and who they are. And I help them you know, learn something called the 49.9, which equals your heart, and the 50.1, which equals your brain. And once you understand these two numbers, your life changes. Under the 
We have thinking, rationality, self-awareness, self-control, and response. And under the 49.9, you have feelings, assumptions, personal perspectives, personal experiences, and reaction. Now, when you understand that in life, every single human being operates under those two numbers, then you start to learn more about yourself. You start to love yourself more because you understand that you are a person that has both feelings and thinking. And if that still doesn't make sense, just let me, let me give you a couple more examples because I'm so excited right now. It's been a while since I talked to you and I feel like, you know, I feel completely connected with you. I feel like I'm talking directly in your ear, right to you, wherever you are in life. And I'm just giving, you know what? Bump this. I'm going to give a free coaching session on this math-math equation. And I hope that you take this to heart. Please write these things down because I've already coached over 15 people recently on this concept of this mathematical equation. And now they're walking the lives that they want to live as a person that they want to be and the person they are becoming. So here we go. So the 49.9 equals your heart. Now ask yourself, who in life has a heart? Okay, every human being. So 49.9 applies to you and every single other human being. 49.9 equals, okay, your this five things. Please write this down, five things, okay? It equals your feelings, your assumptions, your personal perspectives, your personal experiences, and your reaction. Now, I understand that everyone in all of history, since you don't know this formula, you are currently asleep in the 49.9. All humans are. Right now, everyone is reacting. For example, if you get punched in your face, your immediate reaction to that is to either run away. They say what, fight or flight, right? So either your feelings will make you fight or make you flight. Now, I'm not sure about you, but if me and you were in a coffee shop and our only options were to fight or flight, I don't think that would help us get to know each other more. I don't think that would allow me to get to know your story. And like, if you like anime that I like, like My Hair Academia, AJR, Linkin Park dancing, right? Like, how can I know more about you as a human being if both of us are operating in a fight or flight mode? So since everyone is still asleep in the 49.9, let me wake you up or help wake you up to the 50.1 that is still a part of you. So 49.9 equals your heart. Now, can your heart think? What symbol in your body represents feeling? And what symbol in your body represents thinking? So hopefully you would say that, you know, your chest or your gut, right? Or your heart, which is what I'm really going for here, has the ability to feel, but it does not have the ability to think. So if you're living your life based upon how you feel, based upon your heart, based upon your feelings of depression, your feelings of anxiety, then you're going to always be living life reacting. You're going to react to everything because you're going to be thinking to yourself, well, I feel this way, therefore I should do this. But the 50.1 comes in right there. The 50.1 equals your brain. Please write this down. This has already changed lives and I'm trying to help change yours right now. So 50.1 equals your brain. Now, under the 50.1, you have five things, okay? Thinking is number one. Rationality is number two. Self-awareness is number three. Self-control is number four. Response is number five. Now, ask yourself, 
how long in your life have you been operating on the 50.1 versus the 49.9? The big assumption that my clients have when I first initially tell them about this mathematical equation, they all ask me the first question. So you're saying to me that I've only been operating in a 49.9 and not in a 50.1, and I need to operate in a 50.1. I say, you are almost got it. Like you almost have it right. But the only thing, like most math, is that you cannot say one plus one is two without understanding that you need both numbers. One plus one always equals two, but only if you add them together. And that is what this formula is. It is 49.9, which equals your heart, plus 50.1, which equals your brain, equaling 100% human. So... In the most blunt way I can put this, if you are gay, if you are straight, if you are a man, a woman, black, a police officer, Muslim, you know, anything, atheist, transgender, no matter who you define yourself as, this mathematic equation still applies to you. A lot of the issues we have in life right now all stem from not knowing or not being aware that wherever people stand, we can all still commit suicide. I recently did this uh, research and in 2018, you know, it said that there were about 49,000 recorded suicide attempts in the U.S. And in 2019, there were a thousand total police, like 1,098, but 1,000 total police shootings, including all people, not just black people. Now, tell me this, which is worse to you? 49,000 deaths or 1,000? That is the operation or that is the perspective that I have moving forward. I've always been passionate about mental health. And I understand that as a change maker in life coach, I have to help all people. If you don't know this, this is how the world would define me right now. In the views of the world, I am a black man. I'm a millennial. I am someone that is young and clueless because I'm only 27, so there's nothing I know about life. I don't know how to build a business because I'm black. I don't, I, or that, that is the views of the world, or in some black people's eyes even, because recently I went to uh, one of those protests for Black Lives Matter, and Black people, as they've done in middle school and high school and even college for me, they don't like me. They call me an Oreo. They say I'm too articulate. And since I listen to rock music and play soccer, that I'm white. So when you have Black people not accepting you for who you are and you have white people not accepting you for who you are, you then operate in a stance that Wow, how can I say race matters when my own race and other races don't accept me for me? So throughout my whole entire life, I've had to battle hate from everyone, you know, dealing with racism and all the things I said earlier, which this is not negative things at all. It actually made me who I am because I said earlier, I'm only saying positive things. So these are all things that happened to me and I've chosen to learn from them so that way I can love myself first and then with that self-love, help others learn to love themselves too. <sighs> I love you, okay? I feel like in this world, 
And now I feel like this podcast is is all over the place, which is fine because I haven't been on here in a while and there's too many things on my mind that need to come out. And these episodes, by the way, I plan on posting a lot more podcast episodes, sharing a lot more personal perspectives on life, because as I said to you, I will be running for office one day. I will win a Nobel Peace Prize and I will help educate and teach and coach and help and support and love every single human being on this planet so that way they can love each other and just be happy with themselves and their lives. That's what I want. I want that for everyone. I don't care if you're a police officer. I really don't. I don't care if you are from the Middle East. I don't. I don't care if you are... No, okay, just like logic says, no matter your race, religion, creed, or sexual orientation, I don't care. I care about you as a human, as a positive light and energy in this world first. <sighs> okay, I, I feel like I got <laughs> a lot of that out. More so, I feel like at this point of this episode, you are more aware of my mindset and how I've been and, and what I've been going through. And as you can see, it's a lot and it's not little things. You know, I am a new person. I'm a changed person. I'm not the person you saw or heard in the last 27 episodes, including the YouTube content. I'm not that person anymore. I'm not. I'm not. The person I am now is going to change the world with my voice because I know that's the gift I was given with my empathy because I know I'm an empath and with my self-love because I love myself and now that I feel like my cup is finally filling and overflowing with love all this all it's doing is spilling out and now it's you know filling up other people's cups and I'm going to fill your cup up as much as I can with every episode coming out with every YouTube channel a YouTube video with every Instagram post with every coaching session, with every energy that I have within me is going to be just, it's going to be just sent out to the whole world. I'm going to say a cocky statement because now, you know, we're, we're, we're nearing the end of this episode and don't worry, there's more to come, but this is the cockiest thing you would hear me say. And Please know to me, I don't see this as cockiness. I see this as personal goals. I see this as personal development and I see this as personal change. So do you know who, I'm going to name off every single person that influences me um, or every single person that I study and that influenced me. Now, Tony Robbins, Gary Vaynerchuk, AJR, Les Twins, Kevin Paradox, Eric Thomas, Philip Shabib, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Elon Musk, Dan Locke, Sonny Leonard Doozy, Nick Nimmin, Brian G. Johnson, Think Media, Think Creators, Roberto Blake, Gandhi, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Serena Williams, Dave, oh my goodness, Dave definitely Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, Morgan Freeman, Will Smith. There are even more others, but out of all those people, please understand this. I am going to help 
more people than all of them. I said that. I'm going to help more people than Tony Robbins. That's my goal. That is my competition. And as Lil Baby says, which I recently been listening to him, as Lil Baby says, I can only see myself, so who am I going to lose to? If what I just said scares you, if what I just said makes you feel uncomfortable or makes you feel like I'm a cocky person or conceited, then that's okay. That is completely fine. Um, but please know I still love you and I'm going to help you and I'm going to try my best to help you no matter what. The last message I want to leave you with is this. You can do anything that you put your mind to. In a recent podcast interview between Joe Rogan and Elon Musk, I watched it and Elon Musk said the answer to him, the goal that he's reaching towards is for love, for everyone to love each other and those same humans being able to inhabit and live on other planets freely. Now, this guy, Elon Musk, just you know launched the first commercial spaceship airline. Okay, so flying to the moon is no longer this thing that is so unrealistic. It's now becoming, it's going to become a norm. Now, let me ask you this question. If Elon Musk created technology and believes in a universe that we can live on other planets, then there is no dream on this planet too big. Zero dreams on this planet too big. If this guy just created the best technology ever, in my eyes, Tesla and now's commercial spaceship. That's wild. This is Star Wars now. If he made that come true, then any dream, ambition, or goal you have here is never, ever too big. All it takes is self-belief, consistency, and action. Repeat that, and you're going to be successful in anything you put your mind to. I love you and I'm so excited about the next episodes coming out because trust me, it's going to be packed with value and information and love and positivity that is going to help you in your life. If you like to work with me one-on-one -on -one coaching, um, again, I am taking clients right now for the time being because it's starting to get to a point where there are a lot of <laughs> clients and, and I have to be able to put out content like this. Um, but if you'd like to reach out to me for one-on-one -on -one coaching and you're 18 years or older, then email me at emmanueljones at outlook.com and I'll make sure to work with you. And also, if you just want more free content and more stuff like this, then follow me on my socials. I have a YouTube channel called Depression Talks. Um, I'm on Instagram at Depression Talks One and this podcast here in the private DT Nation Facebook group. So if you are feeling alone and no one's listening to you or caring about you, there are tons of places that you can go right now to meet other people that have the same passion for love and getting through life and continuing to fight and crawl forward than laying down. So you are not alone. All right. I think it's time to end the episode. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of you supporting me and continuing to stay here through the ups, the downs, the lefts, the rights. Um, you are why this is possible. DT Nation. DT Nation is why this is possible. Why I am doing this. You, DT Nation. Thank you. All right. I think it's time to end the episode. 
as I always say, do you stay swagalicious and keep smiling. I'll see you in the next episode.